Hello and welcome to Guy Perryman Interviews, a special Marine Day holiday in Japan edition. Our travel companion today is Lynn Nishitani, a student who volunteers in Japan for Atlantic Pacific, an NGO founded in the UK with a mission to combat global drowning and protect the oceans. Lynn talks about why she volunteers and ways to inspire young people to have fun while protecting the oceans and people. The conversation took place on the roof in July 2022 and was first broadcast across Japan on my Inter FM radio show. Enjoy the journey. It is wonderful to welcome on board Lynn Nishitani. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. It is great to meet you face to face. We met online a couple of months ago at a special online event, which I'm going to talk about soon. But、uh, here we are finally face to face. So, Yoroshiku, Onegaishimasu. Yoroshiku, Onegaishimasu. Going to make you speak a lot of English today. I hope、yeah. that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, actually, you were. A student, but you've graduated, so you're now in between. You've graduated from school, you're moving on to university this year. Yes, I graduated in 2020,、uh-huh. and I took a gap year, and I took a gap year again, and I'm finally starting university in September. Was two gap years because of the pandemic? Yeah.、Ah. Did you have any plans that were kind of washed away by the pandemic?、Um, I was planning to go to London for university, but I changed my mind. Oh. So. It's good that I can stay in Japan. So you're staying here? Yeah. What are you going to study? I'm studying management and with a focus on sustainability. Sustainability? Yeah. Well, that's really connected, actually, I think, to a lot of things we're going to talk about today、yeah. on the program, too.、Right. We're talking about you being a volunteer for the organization Atlantic Pacific. Before we talk about yourself, tell us what does Atlantic Pacific do? What's it all about? So, Atlantic Pacific has a mission to reduce global drowning. And to do so, the、uh, Atlantic Pacific provides lifeboats where there are none.、Mm. And I'm mainly involved in Atlantic Pacific's works in Japan. So I can only talk about the works in Japan, but we offer different、um, educational programs on sea safety and ocean plastics. It's very interesting because Atlantic Pacific started in the UK. And the UK being an island nation, and of course Japan being an island nation, we are surrounded by the sea. So the, the ocean comes into our lives a lot in both of these countries. But I know Atlantic Pacific, they came to Japan after the 2011 earthquake and tsunami. And that was a, a big part of why they're now involved here in Japan. Do you know anything about this you can share with us?、Um, Robin, who's the co founder of Atlantic Pacific, first came to Kamaishi in Iwate Prefecture. Before establishing Atlantic Pacific, and after hearing stories about the people washed away by tsunami and didn't have ways to help the people in ocean,、mm-hmm. Robin thought if Japan had a lifeboat service, just like the UK has, the Royal National Lifeboat Institute, then many lives could have been saved that night.、Mm-hmm. So Robin went back to UK and established. Atlantic Pacific. It's a great idea. And the idea is, as you said, to put lifeboats in places where there are no lifeboats to help save lives in the future. Do you know about statistics? Do you know how many people drown every year around the world or in、um, Japan? I don't have a clear number, but I know a lot of people in Japan drown at bath at home. In the bath, too? Yeah. Really? And onsen, too. In yeah. onsen? Yeah. Wow. And obviously, the ocean is. A very big thing. It's much bigger than us. And we don't need to be scared of the sea, but we need to respect 
the ocean. And having lifeboats by the sea is obviously going to save lives in Japan. And that's what Atlanta Pacific is doing here. Yeah. Why did you join the organization? So I first met Robbie and Kate, who are the co-founders of Atlanta Pacific, back in October of 2018. And I was involved in different projects in Kamaishi as part of my high school's project. And Kay and Robin asked me if I wanted to help them as translators for their summer programs 2019. So I joined and then I graduated and I just joined. You're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> do you think the people in Japan and do you think the people in Tohoku and Kaimishi have been welcoming this project? Yes, I think so. Because um, one of the biggest reasons why I'm continuing this project is the people in Kamaishi are really nice and very welcoming. Mm. And I was really touched by the people in the community. Yeah. You must have met people there that had terrible stories and yeah. lost loved ones mm. on that day. Yeah. And I guess they are so thankful that people are doing something to help for the future. Yeah, I think so. And so we, Atlantic Pacific sent its first lifeboat in a box to Nebama Beach in Kamaishi. And they've got a group of trained volunteer crew now mm. and they're really working together mm. and it kind of created a community so i think that's a really good sign that they are working and i love the lifeboat in a box it's such a cool idea yeah i think so too. can you explain that so it's a shipping container and one lifeboat called whales go in Neoma <laughs> is living in the shipping container oh that's the idea yeah i love that and the lifeboat could save lives yeah. in the future. We first met earlier this year when I was invited to be a judge on a panel organised by Atlantic Pacific for the Ocean Revival Competition to tackle plastic pollution and, and using the plastic for good use. Tell us a little bit about the competition and the teams who entered the contest this year. So first Ocean Revival Competition was held in March and it's an idea competition where we asked people to enter their ideas, innovative and unique and realistic ideas mm. for tackling ocean pollution. And we have two categories. And for the younger category, the winner was really realistic and innovative. And her idea was to educate little kids using Japanese curry. So she wanted to shape rice as the shape of fish and then put vegetables in the stomach of fish and then curry. <laughs> so it's a really good way to promote the problem to little kids. That's a great thing because I think the younger people are when they learn that we have problems in the world that we can try and solve. Again, you don't have to be scared of the ocean, but we have to respect the ocean and what can we do to fix the ocean? I think the younger the people are, the better the message is. Yeah, thanks. I like that idea of curry and rice shaped as fish. Mm. That's kind of cool. You were an amazing facilitator that day, and that was how we first met online. I was like, wow, this Lynn facilitator is so cool. I mean, you're bilingual. You had to think on your feet really, really quickly. Did you actually enjoy doing that? Yeah, I did, but I was really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't show because you were doing such a great job. Oh, thank you. I was really inspired by these young people that did come up with these brilliant ideas on the day for the Ocean Revival competition. And these people are so passionate about what they do. Do you think a lot of young people, or do you think not enough young people today, especially in Japan, can help solve the problem of plastic pollution in the ocean? I think more and more people are becoming more 
interested and engaged in this topic of ocean pollution, and maybe not just about ocean pollution, but environmental issues in general.、Mm-hmm. And what I realized through delivering different、um, online activities and educational programs to young students is that they hear about those stories about. Sea animals getting hurt by plastics and stuff, but they don't really know what they can do. And one thing I really remember is that they had already been using water bottles or not using plastic, single-use plastics, but they don't know what they can do more to contribute to solving this problem. But they said through the online courses we had, they were able to discuss with other students who. Have a little interest in this problem and discover different ways they can do to contribute、mm. to solving the problem. Yeah, the environmental issue and the ocean pollution issue and oceans themselves—they're such huge things and such great big issues. I think a lot of people worry we can't do anything. We feel helpless.、Yeah. What would you say to people? How can you make an individual person feel empowered to help solve these problems?、Mm, I think talking with others and by thinking by yourself, maybe it won't give you an answer of what they can do. But、mm. by discussing with others, maybe you will have something that you can do with others.、Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, one thing people can do is join the Atlantic Pacific projects and, and initiatives. So we had this wonderful ocean revival competition earlier this year. Is that going to happen again, or are other competitions like this going to happen again? Do you know? Yes, it was our first time early this year, but we are planning to do it this academic year. So we are planning to open up the application in September, and we would love more and more young people to enter their ideas. Great. Well, I'll be spreading the word on my radio show.、Mm-hmm. Young people in Japan can also join the summer camp 2022. Now I think it's too late to join this year's camp. What is the camp all about? So it's all about experiencing different marine activities and also think about what they can do to reduce plastics and solve the ocean plastic pollution. And the participants will get to experience sailing, swimming, search and rescue lifeguards,、oh. and all these fun activities. So lots of marine activities. Yes. In the summertime. Yeah. Oh, sounds like fun. <laughs> Now you speak fantastic English and Japanese, and I know that the camp is a bilingual camp. A lot of people listening to my radio show want to study or are studying English. Would like to speak or another language too. Any advice to someone who wants to learn a language? What would you say? I think I didn't speak any English before high school, and one thing I really tried is to ask for help. Oh, yeah, and what I thought was important is to have a network of people who you feel safe making mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> That is a key thing because I know people are so shy, and especially in Japan, people、yeah. are worried. Oh, I don't speak English well, and I keep telling people. English is that funny language around the world where everyone speaks it differently. So it doesn't matter how you speak English. No one's going to worry about it because we all have a funny accent. We all use different words. So how good or how bad your English is is not a problem. Would you agree? Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so now,、uh, what keeps your interest in languages? Are you chatting with friends, or do you watch movies or music? I was in a dorm boarding school, so it really the environment really encouraged me to want to、um, communicate with my friends. So I guess that was my 
biggest motivation. Great. And now, of course, you're doing the volunteer work with Atlantic Pacific, and it's a British group of people who are doing a lot of work here in Japan. So I guess a lot of bilingual English and Japanese back and forth. I'm involved in media and entertainment and the creative businesses, and I know all sorts of people who are too. Do you have a message for people in media? Is there something that we can do more to help, do you think, for the environment, the oceans, saving lives, saving people? I think for the people in media, I think it's more important to tell people that they can take any approaches to solving this problem. It doesn't have to be scientific or social, but something else. Mm. And I think for the creative business, um, it's important to tell them that you need to be creative to solving these different problems. That was one thing I really loved about the people that joined in the Ocean Revival competition because the ideas were really fun. It wasn't like, you know, really serious. It's a big serious problem that people are trying to fix, but trying to fix the problem in a really fun way. And as you said, with the making the curry story, that was so cool, bringing this fun element into a a big problem. I think that's such a great message. Yeah. I hope there's more of that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if anyone listening would like to join one of the competitions or the summer camp in the future or know more, what can we do? How can we get more information about Atlantic Pacific? So we release our latest information to our newsletter subscribers. So subscribe to our newsletter from our website or follow our social media. Great. We have Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Fantastic. This interview is going on air very close to the national holiday in Japan, Marine Day. Do you think this day that celebrates the oceans is helping raise awareness about ocean issues in Japan? Yes, I think so. I know many organizations are hosting events like beach cleaning, and I think it's a really good opportunity for people to get involved in one of these activities. Yeah. I remember when we talked during the competition when I was helping you with the judging and one thing I mentioned which surprised a couple of people was I think when you live in Tokyo, it's such a huge city, you forget that we're right next to the ocean. Right. Tokyo is on a bay, so you feel so distant from the ocean, you don't realise how close it is. And I think a lot of people think, oh, the ocean's a big problem a long way away, I don't have to worry about it. Again, what would you say to people here in Japan? Because we are surrounded by the ocean, we have to look after it. Right. So I think town cleaning is one of the most important, but people tend to forget that it's important because um, trash in cities will eventually go to ocean and damage ocean. So even if you live in cities and don't really experience ocean, it's important to be reminded that what you do in cities do affect the ocean. And all those rivers from the streets and the drains that go into the rivers all end up in the ocean. Yeah. So everything that goes down your street will end up in the sea. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned the National Holiday Marine Day and it's summertime here in Japan. When you're not at school, when you're not studying, when you're on a holiday, what do you love to do? I like watching baseball on baseball. TV. <laughs> and I also like forest bathing. Oh. Yeah. Okay, who's your favourite baseball team? Who are you cheering for? Um, Hanshin Tigers. Of course. <laughs> and... Forest bathing, did you say? Yes. What is forest bathing? Just um, sit in a forest and appreciate the nature around. (laughs) Do you go to the beach? I don't have beach near myself. So I go to forest more often than I go to ocean. Why do you love nature? Because I always use these devices and sometimes I want to get away from devices and all those notifications. Mm. 
and nature allows me to do that. Yeah. People always talk about everyone's addicted to their mobile devices these yeah. days. It doesn't matter what age you are. You know, I love mine too. With your generation and young people, obviously everyone's on the mobile device all the time. Do you hang out in nature with friends? Do you try and share this information with your friends that, hey, we should go and sit in the forest for a while? Not really, but back in high school, I really loved walking at night, looking up stars with my friends. Oh. And that was one of the most um, fun and meaningful moments from high school. I'm a foreigner living here in Japan and I interview all sorts of interesting people who come to Japan briefly or who've lived in Japan for many years and everyone always has something they love about Japan. You've lived here all your life? Yes. Is there one thing that you really love about Japan? And it can be a thing, it can be a place, it can be an intangible or tangible thing. Is there something about Japan that you love, that you'd love to share with the rest of the world? I have so many things that I love of Japan. Mm. and. But if I need to pick one, I think the hospitality spirit of Japanese people is something that I really love. Mm. Where do you think that comes from? Why do you think Japanese people are like that? Oh, I have no idea. Because <laughs> I wish I knew. Yeah. I wish we could teach that to the rest of the world. Yeah, but if you go to Kamaisha especially, you really feel that you're welcomed. Mm. And that I think that kind of hospitality spirit is really important because it will attract more and more tourists yeah we're gonna leave japan now we're going on a journey and you've got your mobile devices i can see uh you'll have a passport and you've got a credit card what's one other thing you would love to take with you if you go traveling i can't think of an item but i would like to take a dog a dog yeah oh do you have a pet dog now no oh my dog passed away two years ago, oh. but yeah, I really love dogs. What sort of dog do you want to have? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or do you have a name for your dog in the future? Mm, that's a good question. Now I need to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to take your dog with you. That is lovely. Even though you've got your dog sitting next to you as your companion, you can take a human being with you too. You can sit next to someone. They can be someone from history, someone who's alive today. Who would you love to sit down with and have a conversation with? Um, I guess um, I want to take my mom. Oh, <laughs> what would you like to talk with your mom about? All those uh, meaningless things. <laughs> <laughs> meaningless things. Yeah. <laughs> Do you and your mom have meaningful conversations? Do you talk about family, history, the environment? I guess when I when we watch TV together, we sometimes discuss the social issues. It was um, news on TV together. Because I'm really curious why you're so interested in learning languages, traveling overseas, being involved with a volunteer organization. Where do you think all that came from with you? For the language, I guess I was in international high school and that right. really changed everything. And I'm really like people-oriented person. And again, the reason why I'm doing Atlantic Pacific is because the people I work with are really nice and welcoming. So the reason why I wanted to volunteer is to be able to be useful for someone else. And I guess that's the reason. You've graduated from high school, you're moving on to university. How are you feeling at the moment? Because you've obviously you're saying goodbye to some friends, you'll make some new friends, moving into a different city and a different world. Are you excited? Or are you nervous? I'm excited because I haven't met new people that much for the past two years. Mm. So I'm really excited to meet new people. Great. And an exciting future. Yeah. Fantastic. 
I always talk with people about the power of music because music helps us through great times and difficult times. Do you ever turn to music if you have a tough time in life? I only listen to music when traveling. Oh, really? Like on train or mm. on, yeah. So you always have your earbuds or yes. headphones on? Yes. <laughs> Lynn Nishitani, I have had such a lovely time meeting you face to face. Keep on doing amazing stuff. I think we'll see each other again online yes. or hopefully at real world events together with Atlantic Pacific. But for today, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for joining us today. For more interviews and information, please go to guyperryman.com. <laughs> <laughs>